This podcast is sponsored by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. I use Podbean to host Tale of the Manticore. Download the free Podbean podcast app to start, record, and publish your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Head on over to Podbean at www.podbean.com and use the code PODCAST21 for your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Check it out. Tale of the Manticore Bonus material The story so far What follows over the next few minutes is not an episode of Tale of the Manticore and it will not take the place of a real episode It's just bonus content A mini-summary of the last ten chapters, told in the minimum number of words possible. The Story So Far, Part 6, Chapters 51 to 60. Let's begin. Chapter 51 starts in the aftermath of the battle with Voss, once known as the Dark Clerics of Merriman. The horn has been destroyed along with its magical power, but when Sov blew it, the resulting blast revealed a secret passage located within the empty sarcophagus of Mykele Blacknail's son, Grithwip. The companions take the passage and discover a living quarters, a study, and a hallway that terminates in a locked door. Despite reaching level 5 in this episode, Eredin cannot pick the lock. Luckily, Umura has her knock spell to take care of that problem. In the next chapter, the party enters the final room of the secret area and finds a workroom containing Mykele Blacknail's suit of plate mail. The breastplate appears to have been the source of an explosion, and there is a partly melted skeleton on the floor in front of it. Grumplebelly knows what has transpired and explains that artificing is a risky practice and that this skeleton must belong to Mykele's son. Grithwit Blacknail must have been killed while trying to augment the power of his father's armor. Having fully explored the area, the party exits the vault to find Raydell waiting for them outside. As they make camp for the night, Grumblebelly and Umura look over a pair of magical scrolls while Girios tries to console a distraught Harl, who is so upset by his helpless inability to prevent the use of Blacknail's horn that all he can do is laugh. In Chapter 53, a Hexcrawl sees the party cover a good portion of the return trip to Thangar and also produces the first ever stumble-upon result. The party discovers a gorgeous natural sanctuary, and Eredin finds a treasure, a beautiful elven sword. Next, in a flashback, we follow Ursulith as she sneaks away from her room to find out why Thangar has become so quiet. Her curiosity leads her into the silver mines, and into danger. The dice reverse the party's fortune in the next chapter, which has the party stumble upon a lone hobgoblin tied to a tree. It turns out to be the same hobgoblin Umora charmed several days before. The party members argue over whether or not to hunt down the rest of the tribe, but Umura is eventually overruled, and they decide to head straight for Thangar. When they return, they meet a pair of Heflin bards and find out, after a beer and a song, about Ursuleth's disappearance. Harl wastes no time, and heads into Thangar's famous silver mine after her, with his companions at his side. The next episode begins a cavern crawl, as the companions enter the mine in search of the missing Ursuleth. 
They don't find her, but they are found by a pair of deadly hunter-type Ankeg. Fortune is with the party, and they defeat the creatures with relative ease. In Chapter 56, the party penetrates deeper into the mine. They find the lone survivor of an ugly battle between Dwarf and Ankeg. This warrior admits that his party caused a cave-in to slow the monsters that has blocked the only way into the lower mines. Harl realizes their only way forward is by way of the chain diving well, a device used to fast travel to the lower levels. Reluctantly, the companions strap in and take the quick trip to the bottom. Harl achieves level 5 in the next chapter, but is still unable to locate Ursulith, who we now know has perished. Instead, the companions discover the remnants of a war party serving under a certain Captain Tarek Slinghitch. They have dug in, awaiting reinforcements. But since none will be coming, the decision is made to go on the offensive and take the fight to the enemy in an all-or-nothing gambit for their home. The war party climbs into the breach and then navigates the Ankeg tunnel beyond. It terminates at the colony's food storage cavern, a place full of their dead brethren, including Chief Augerstone. The place also contains numerous purple mushrooms, which shrill the alarm when Aradine tries to cross the room. Chapter 58 begins with the alarm of the Shriekers, but no attack comes. When the room is once again quiet, Aradine is able to cross to the far side. She uses her thieves' skills to scale the wall and then throws down Harl's rope, allowing everyone to reach the next tunnel. This one takes them to the colony's hatchery. Here, they find four dwarves who have been selected for egg implantation, still alive in disgusting slime sacks. It is decided that they should not be rescued until later, and so the warband ventures through a third and final tunnel. They emerge in a huge cavern where the queen, surrounded by her royal guard, make their last stand. The desperate high-stakes battle cannot be contained in a single episode, and so the resolution is delayed until chapter 59, when that battle concludes with the annihilation of the queen and her entire brood at the terrible cost of 13 more dwarven lives, as well as Garrett Magger's hand and Captain Slinghitch's overall health. Much worse, and unbeknownst to them, far above their heads, the dragon, Nera Numenax, has returned to the Kazmirioth. She has found Thangar, invented her ancient fury by destroying everything and everyone in sight. In the following chapter, the companions, along with what's left of the warband, make the long, sad trip back out of the mine, bringing their dead and their wounded with them. They encounter a large group of refugees at the edge of the mushroom fields, and quickly learn of the dragon's attack and the extent of the destruction wrought upon the citadel above them. In the words of the Heflin Bard, Willa Sweetgrass, it is the end of the world.